friends. Welcome to the Truth To You Daily Podcast with Brother Scott. We are thrilled that you have taken time out of your day to explore with us God's timeless truth. Regardless of who we are, we all need the light of God's word to illuminate our path for this day. And now, here's our youth pastor, Brother Scott. Hello and welcome back. It's October the 6th. It's Friday. And that means Brother Sam is here. I have returned. You have yes. returned from just a long vacation. Yes, New England, Your Maine, Boston, wow. New Hampshire, White Mountains. Whoa. No moose, though. I was very disappointed. Did you do any um, uh, camping? No, we had a, it was a little cabin like that was looked like it was built in the 1950s. It looked, it definitely looked old, but they kept it very clean, which I was very impressed because I've been in cabins before where it was like, didn't look clean, yeah. didn't, didn't look kept up. and Good. Yeah. So it was good. All right. Well, very good. Was uh, weather about the same as it is here or was it cooler? It was cooler for sure. First two days were, were rain, but we actually didn't get as much as it was going to be. And then towards the end of the week, it was just a lot of smoke from the fires in Canada. It was funny. Oh, yeah. One, one day, I you could stare at the sun as it was setting, and it looked just like a golden moon. I mean, it was that wow. blocked out. It was wow. crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I noticed that um, you uh, having trouble in your left eye today. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Crying and yes. Can't see out of it now that yeah. I stared at the sun. Ashes are still in my hair. And <laughs> well, our listeners, uh, they've been starving. Starving? They've been starving because mm. last week... There were no jokes. Oh, you didn't fill in. There with were a no joke jokes in my no. absence. The joke was that I had none, and that wasn't funny. Mm. Yeah, so I see why. <laughs> yeah, so the fact that you're back is just incredible. We're glad you're here. Oh yes, you came bearing jokes. I I, I did. I assume. In fact, it, over the two week period that I was gone, I was thinking about what joke should I do after after the miserable week last week where there was your joke, which was no joke. And yeah, right. <laughs> what what should I do? And to go with the theme of what we've done, we've we've done the cowboys jokes. We've done yeah. the commanders jokes. Right. But let's hear about them Tampa Bay. What? Wait a second. <laughs> Come on. I thought I trusted you, Sam. How could you? Folks, I had two weeks of refreshment in the outdoors, and folks, the only thing I could think folks, about. Folks, I don't. You, this is all happening. This is unscripted. <laughs> I, we do not screen these. I should have, and now it's coming back to get me. Oh, yes. Brother Sam. Oh, yes. Here we go. Oh, Here man. we go, baby. All right. What do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and possums have in common? <laughs> There's actually several, several things I can think of, but... <laughs> um, Tampa Bay Bucks and possums, what do they have in common? They're all winners, brother. They're all winners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Possums are nasty creatures. That's yes. They are. You, you have any yeah. possums on your property? Uh, I've seen them before. Yeah. They. Some people are like, oh, look at the baby possum. Oh it's no. Cute. No. Those things are. Yeah, they're ugly. mean and yeah. ugly and. Like it's smiling. No, it's like going to bite no, your hand yeah, off. Yeah. And and sure. All right. Anyway, back so on track. I, I yes. don't know. I don't Tampa know. Tampa Bay Bucks and possums. What do they have in common? Yeah. Well, both play dead at home and get killed on the road. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. <laughs> All right, one, like one, one, another one here. Yep. Uh, what is the difference between a Buccaneers fan and a baby? Mm. This one's going to hurt. I can feel it. Um, Buccaneers fan and a baby. 
Uh, something to do with crying, but go ahead. Yeah, a baby will stop whining after a while. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, uh, I, you know what? I deserve it. It was coming. All that laughing I did over the Commanders and Cowboys jokes, mm-hmm. it was yeah. about time. Full circle. Full, Full circle. circle. I think I think people it's it's time to move on from the NFL joke. So if you have a suggestion, mm-hmm. find me or brother Scott over the next week. Oh, that's good. And and let me know what the next uh, genre of jokes should be. That's really good. I, I think that we'll, we'll get some good audience feedback here. Yes. So, yes. Looking right. forward to it. Okay, uh, onward we go. We are in the book of Proverbs, and we have a memory verse. Proverbs 22 and verse 3, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. One more time, Proverbs 22, 3, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Okay, uh, we're in the book of uh, Proverbs. It's Proverbs 23 today and verse 26. Brother Sam if you would please read the theme verse for today. Yes, Proverbs 23, 26, and the verse says, My son, give me thine heart, and let thine eyes of... Let, let me start over again, because mm-hmm. my tongue was getting tied through the whole that's, thing. That's, that's <clears> Here we go. Proverbs, yes. <laughs> back to get you. Yeah, I know, that's going to haunt me. Proverbs 23, 26, My son, give me thine heart, and let thine eyes observe my ways. Proverbs 23:26. Yeah, all right. So let's talk about that idea, that concept here of give me thine heart, right? So Solomon here is making a plea to his son in which he's asking his son to go ahead and hand him his heart, his everything that sort of makes him his son up in essence, who his son is on the inside, maybe his desires, um, you know, his, his expectations, his trust, his all those things that make him up. Solomon saying, hey, listen, go ahead and give me your heart, okay? And, and then, what did he say? Let thine eyes observe my ways. And so then, so then trust me, watch me, learn from me, um, and grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, a, what a concept here. And it's not the first time this comes up because Solomon uses this language throughout. It goes back to this. Go ahead. Give me, give me your heart, okay? Let, let your heart incline to my ways. You know, just reiterating this over and over again. So let's just talk a little bit here around this concept. And the question I have for you to start off with is, um, did you ever do that with yeah. your parents? Yeah, I can't. I can't necessarily say it was, you know, a revival service. I made a decision and went down front and, you know, committed and had a decision card and prayed with someone about it. It wasn't anything like yeah, that. But at, right. from from a young age, I'd say probably, I'd say probably elementary school time frame where I was, you know, understanding and thinking more about um, future and and figuring out. Okay, you know, my parents said, well, don't don't do this or don't, we don't want you to to hang around these people or something and I'd have to not just obey them because it's the right thing to do but when they said you know there's a reason that we're doing this and sometimes they would say we can't tell you why now um, because I wasn't either old enough to understand or didn't need to know and then later they would you know tell me years later and I look back and I'm like I had no clue yeah Um, but yeah I definitely made that I made that decision and um, you know tried to Obviously, you're not always going to be perfect in 
following and obeying your parents, right? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. there was a conscious effort made to obey them and understand that they knew what was better than, for me than I did. Yeah, yeah. And you know, when I think about this, and that, that's something I think I, I, I did, I don't want to say unknowingly, but sort of like you said, it wasn't like I came forward in a service right. and it made all the difference in the world. You know, uh, it wasn't anything like that, but there was, there was a definite uh, part of me that had entrusted, you know, my parents with, with everything that I was. Um, and, you know, I think about the day that, that we're living in and how, you know, there seems to be an effort you know, just uh, maybe it's pull of the world or the natural, um, you know, temptation from, you know, the, the Satan himself to, to, to entrust our heart to other people, you know, even outside of parents, right? Um, you know, someone who maybe early on, a teenage guy who, you know, falls head over heels for a young lady, mm -hmm. and they, in essence, give their heart away, right? right? You hear that type of term terminology, and you know, what, what tends to happen there is, you know, what do they say? Love is blind, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. you know, instead of maybe giving the benefit of the doubt to mom and dad, now they're giving the benefit of the doubt to friends or this girlfriend or this some other person. And now they trust that person. And boy, that, that concept is actually supposed to be directed, you know, towards, towards uh, our, our parents, yeah. you know, those who are looking out for us, our guardians. And um, so that's kind of what I think of. And I think I can relate you know, to, you know, to your experience as well, um, of having done that. But let's develop this a little further because um, the childhood and growing up, it's not without challenges. No. You know, so mm -hmm. our listeners, they sit there and, you know, they had challenges just like we had challenges. And so let's kind of go into that arena. And here would be the second question. And that would be this, what, what was the most, um, when was this the most challenging? So in other words, I've given my heart per se. I've entrusted who I am to my parents. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. They can see things that I can't. They give me instruction. I accept it for what it is. You know, I've done that. When was there a time in your life when that seemed most challenging? Yeah, absolutely. And there's not even a close second okay. place for this. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, and this obviously can apply for for everyone but specifically upperclassmen that might be listening think think about this a bit because this is coming down the road for you yeah um when i went to college i went to bob jones for one year um and i was down there uh it was academics were very challenging but i loved it i loved mm -hmm. being down there loved the people loved the friends that i made uh i was down there for a year and a month before i was supposed to go back my parents sat me down and told me that I wasn't going back. Mm. And that was, and I, you know, at the Gut time, punch. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, that was just one of those things like, is this a, is this a nightmare? Is this, yeah. you know, and I had, I didn't understand the reasoning and my parents didn't have quote unquote, a good reason for me and that they said, we just don't have a piece about it. Yeah. Uh -huh. And in my mind, I was like, that that isn't enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you can't just tell me this. And yeah. you know, I, I'm like, I don't feel this way. And mm -hmm. that was something that was very hard. And I'm not gonna say that it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, well, mother, father, if that's what you wish, <laughs> so be it. You know, sure. That was that was a very challenging time oh, that yeah. I went through and a struggle to 
figure out, well, what do I do in this scenario? Uh -huh. Do I rebel against them? Mm. And I had the ability to go my own way and go back to that college on my own. Yeah. Do I do that or do I trust them? And, mm -hmm. and you know, and I didn't, and I prayed, prayed about it. I was like, God, I don't know what you're doing. And I, yeah. uh, you know, I had to trust my parents because there was that, you know, commitment that I had unofficially made earlier yep. on that yep. my parents know what's best for me. And, and the reason I say upperclassmen to, to listen to this is because I think one of the most challenging times for you will be when you go from high school to college, when you're out from under your parents' roof, because at that point, yes, you're 18, yes, you're an adult, and you're thinking you can make every decision on your own, but you should not be. Yeah. And right. it was under it was under that time frame for me that was really a hard time um, to to give up my heart to my parents and to trust them. Yeah. But you know, because of that, I, I could go into a whole slew of information that yeah <laughs> that decision, one decision of obeying my parents through that. Mm -hmm. um, change the course of what where I am even now yeah yeah I would not I probably would not even be here at Temple right now yeah if fantastic. it wasn't for that that's fantastic so yeah um so in relation to this thought um I could echo uh, something that happened to me when I was in um, a senior in high school and uh, this was one of those moments uh, that uh, a decision was made I didn't understand it and uh, it was complete opposite of what I wanted on the inside. And that decision, I uh, was very plugged in. You can imagine as a, as a senior in high school, you've kind of got your friend group. You know, you're, you're, you're on the, the top, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. you, you come oh, as yeah. a seventh grader, you're like, man, I don't know anybody, you know. <laughs> uh, but then you get to be a 12th grader. It's like, you know, everybody, you know, some kids look up to you. You know, it, you're kind of comfortable yeah. with what you got. And then you're going to take a next step. And I remember my dad sitting down with us after a uh, Sunday evening service and he said, um, you know, the Lord's redirecting us um, and uh, we're going to be going to a different church and um, yeah. we're not going to be, um, you know, uh, doing the things that we have been doing, you know, and got accustomed to doing. So uh, that was a really hard moment. I remember my reaction was not, <laughs> was not good yeah. um, initially. Uh, but as time went on, sort of like what you were saying, the Lord revealed to me that that, that was, that it was the right decision. And I know that because um, that decision was made, um, you know, the Lord blessed in just some awesome ways, which I'm really thankful for. Um, but, but if I would not, if you would not mm -hmm. have come to that point where we say, okay, you know, I, I, the Lord's got a plan for me and that the Lord's going to use my parents and, and I can give them my heart because that's a biblical principle and I can trust even when I don't understand. And I think the Lord has used that in both of our lives. And, you know, the teenagers that are listening may have something to that degree that they can identify with, but certainly there are little things along the way, things that their parents are telling them to do, encouraging them to do. And if they've not given their heart they're going to have a really hard time when it comes to those moments where you don't have all the answers and you just simply have to trust yeah. what's being told to you. I think the important thing to remember is 
you you aren't expected to have the answers and you don't need to have the answers. Yeah. And your parents might not even be able to give you the answers, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. your parents God has given them a sense of care and responsibility for you and wisdom that you do not have and they can see things even if they can't see things they can be led by the spirit of God to make decisions yeah and suggestions for you that you cannot see and you might never see but right. most likely give it 5 years yeah graduate from college and turn around and look back yeah. after you follow 100%. them and i mean i even now like i can look back and see that over the past seven years, you know, since I went out of high school and right. into college, um, you know, the decisions that my parents urged me and the things that they were like, we would suggest you wouldn't do this. And at the yeah. time I was like, ah, that's, that's yeah. silly or whatever. Sure. And I thought, well, they're the ones that are, you know, not wrong, but just, mm-hmm. you know, not, not thinking straight or whatever. And yeah. I look back and I'm like, it was me all along. Yeah. I just could not yeah, see. Yeah, couldn't see it. Yep. I could not see it. Yeah. And I could not con- convince myself that they were yeah. right and I wasn't. Right. <laughs> so real quick, and we've gone long on this episode, but that's okay. Um, listeners, you can speed us up on the... Uh, yeah. On, uh, Only up to 1.2. No yeah, that's right. No faster <laughs> than that. Um, but one last question, and uh, I think this is a really practical question, helpful hopefully for our listeners, and that is what are some signs that a person has not done this or made this decision. Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm giving my heart to my parents because you you can use them. And, and I trust that umbrella of authority that you've placed me under. And I, I'm willing to do that. Now, what are some signs that you, you would say that someone has not taken that step in their heart? I would say a, an outward sign would be if you're hearing somebody talk about their, their parents in a way that is not lifting them up. Yeah. It's showing, uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, they, you, that, that person doesn't have a respect for them, respect for authority, a respect for their wisdom that God's given them. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that would be a main thing. And then also just, you know, pride in a person that they have to be the one to make their own decisions. Okay. And, and that was one thing for mm-hmm. me especially that I was like, I think it was also harder for me, and maybe this will connect with some people, but I was homeschooled and I felt like I was missing out on a lot of stuff because I was homeschooled and mm-hmm. I was quote unquote more sheltered. Mm-hmm. And when I had an opportunity to make my own decision, I tried to make it, and I was very tempted sometimes to make a decision opposite of what my parents wanted just because I could. And yeah. that's not the right yeah. thing to right. do. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say a pride in, in making your own decisions when that's, that's not always the best yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> sure, right. So, yeah, I would just close by saying, you know, someone who obviously does not trust their parents, you know, that's, that's a key indicator there. You know, I, well, you know, I just, you know, and I don't know who would come right out and say, I don't trust my parents, you know, but yeah. um, hopefully none of our listeners would, but that's in your heart. If you don't trust your parents, you, you haven't taken that step. And then also, you know, someone who's combative, argumentative, you know, all the time, you know, frequently or whatever, where you're constantly just, your parents tell you something and you're constantly kicking that back. You've not given your heart yeah. and you need to. And that's the next step for you. So uh, this one's gone a little bit long, but uh, just sharing some personal er illustrations from um, our experiences growing up. And the best advice we could give uh, you guys uh, who are listening is to give your heart 
to the Lord. And by doing that, give it to your parents. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, we'll end it there. And I uh, want to bring out our uh, teenager of the day, and it is Tristan. So we're praying for Tristan, and uh, you do that as well. I know he'd appreciate that. All right, we will uh, call it a day and uh, enjoy a good weekend of discovery and your own personal devotions time, Proverbs 24 and 25, where you'll be reading. And then we'll see you back here on Monday. Brother Sam, thanks for the conversation. Yes, sir. And we'll see our listeners next time. See you guys.